0: is voting for jack because he's got what all the rest lack everyone wants to back jack jack is on the right track because he's got hey guys welcome back to the kennedy dynasty podcast i'm your host allison as usual and i'm so glad you were listening today so i'm going to start out with questions this week so here we go into questions therefore an answer your question got a bunch of really good ones from a listener that sent, like, quite a few questions, and I was so excited to get them. So I told them I was going to wait to answer them on my DMs, and I was just going to answer them here on the podcast. So I'm going to tackle a few of them, and we'll probably say the rest of them for next week because they're just good ones. So here we go. First one is, when did you start reading about the Kennedys? I really love this personal question because it's fun to answer because it's been a long time of happenings. (laughs) I, uh, my freshman year of college is when I got interested in the Kennedys at first. I think I watched a documentary here and there. And I don't know, that intrigue just kind of began there. And from there, I actually saw on my time hop a couple days ago, like from four or five years ago, where I was like, is it normal to be so obsessed with the Kennedy documentaries? (laughs) So I know I was continuing to watch them. A few years later (laughs) at that point. And then I guess around that time, so four or five years-ish, is when I started buying books and reading books and diving really deep into research with them. So yeah, I would say my interest started a good near decade ago, (laughs) but um, it's really come to fruition in the last uh, four to five years. Next question is, do you believe RFK and JFK both had affairs with Marilyn Monroe Yes, I do believe that. I've done quite a bit of research on this topic just because I find it intriguing, and um, I know for sure that JFK did, of course, but I pretty much know for sure that RFK did too, judging by some evidence and things that I've read, so I think they both definitely did. Okay, I'm going to do one more of these, and then, like I said, I'm going to save the rest for next week. I so appreciate the person that sent these. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This one is, given his numerous health issues, how long do you think JFK would have lived if he wasn't killed? Um, I'm obviously not a doctor, but I have heard and read a few different things saying that because he was so ill... And because of the massive amounts of drugs that he was on to try to feel better from his illness and things, um, that he was kind of a bit of a ticking time bomb as far as overdosing and things go, as well as obviously his diseases and illnesses. I wouldn't have imagined he would have lived a very, very long life, unfortunately. But I mean, longer than he did, obviously. That's my guess. Okay, so that's all the questions I'm going to do this week. And that was fun. Okay, guys, so here we go. I'm gonna jump into our topic, okay? So I'm gonna give you a warning first. I chose this topic because it's definitely a profound moment in fairly modern Kennedy history, but this episode will contain topics not appropriate for younger audiences, and also it is about a rape trial, so you may want to skip this episode if that is a triggering topic to you. Okay, so it all starts out on May 30th of 1991 in Palm Beach, Florida, which actually happened to be Good Friday at the time. And by the way... I, I don't know how this is relevant, but it just seems like with all the things that go down, it's kind of crazy that Good Friday is actually a very holy day in the Catholic faith. So technically, they shouldn't have been out partying that night anyway, but it is what it is. Ted Kennedy, his son Patrick Kennedy, and William Kennedy Smith, who is the son of Gene Kennedy Smith, which is obviously, as both, most of us know, the sister of JFK, RFK, Ted, the rest of the Joseph P. and Rose Kennedy kids. And she is also the former ambassador to Ireland at this point. So, anyway, the guys all head out to some late night drinking and partying. Now, William was a 30-year-old, fourth-year med student from Georgetown. So, he seemed like he really had it all together. He always kept farther out of the spotlight than the rest of the Kennedy crew. He... Just always appeared to have this really shy and really polite demeanor about him. In studying for this, and I mean, I studied for this, guys, there's a whole strain of events that I could highlight on if I wanted this to be literally a four hour podcast, but I'm going to focus on the parts that I feel give all the parts of the story you need to truly understand the case. So, with that said, Ted, Patrick, and Willie, as he was called, headed to the Palm Beach Bar. It's called All All Bar, A U Bar. They're hanging out where Patrick starts to chat with a girl named Michelle Cassone and Willie starts to chat with a woman named Patricia Bowman. So Ted, Patrick, and Michelle leave, leaving Willie and Patricia to drive back to the Kennedys' home in her car. Like she drove him back. Apparently Ted, Patrick, and Michelle hung out for a while and Willie and Patricia were alone. So they were all kind of separated once they got back to the Kennedy home there in Palm Beach. Here's where it gets crazy, and this may sound really all over the place for a minute, but I'll tie it all together, I promise. Okay, I'm going to start with the next day, where Patricia goes to the police at 2 p.m. in the afternoon and reports that Willie raped her. She made a visit to get checked with a rape kid and was medically examined. They apparently did find excrements that matched Willie, and she had some bruising on her body and a rib contusion. Her story was that they went back to the house, they were kissing some, he wanted her to swim with him, which she said no to. This was sometime around 4 a.m. because the bar closed at 3 and then they went back. So they think it was around 4, which, wow, that is late. Um, He started to take his shirt off, which made her uncomfortable. She said she was going to leave. So she starts running, trips in the grass. He apparently grabs her ankle and tackles her. Now, without getting into too much detail, because I just don't want to do that here, she says that this is when she was raped. So the police go over to question Willie and Ted, to which their security guy tells them that they already left. It ended up being a lie from the security guy, and he ended up facing his own trial on the side for obstruction of justice. So the police end up having a really difficult time getting a hold of Willie for anything. And they don't really press because they're Kennedys and it's just not something they really do. So, but they ended up releasing the case and all the medical records and everything on April 12th. Patricia tried her very, very, very hardest to stay private in the entire matter. She wasn't looking for fame in any way. She actually only lived a short way from Palm Beach. So it's not like she was going to, you know, hook up with celebrities or anything like that. Like, she literally was just hanging out around her town. But a few magazines got a hold of her name and then a lot of smearing of her name happened everywhere. The New York Times even released an article talking about how she had a child out of wedlock, how she had a house that was bought for her by her wealthy stepfather for her she and her daughter. They talked about how she couldn't hold a job down. I mean, just so much crap about her. It was terrible. So William ended up turning himself in for arrest. He acted super innocent in the entire matter, went on and walked for his med school graduation, which was littered with paparazzi and cameras like crazy. He hired one hell of a defense team, a huge one. They dug anything they could up on Patricia, including revealing that she apparently used cocaine at some point and that she had had three abortions. His defense team went on to rename him from Willie for obvious reasons and continued to only call him Will or William from that point on. And then literally the most watched programming of the year began on television the trial unfortunately the other girl with Patrick that night Michelle as I mentioned earlier ended up being kind of a whack job she was clearly doing all kinds of interviews for publicity and money it was all over the place crazy she even bit and attacked a reporter like you can find that online it's like insane to watch so they couldn't use her in court at all because she was so unstable although she probably would have helped out Patricia's case a little bit But three other women ended up coming out and saying that Willie had sexually assaulted or abused them as well. They said that he had a very Jekyll and Hyde persona. They were, two, a doctor, a med student, and a lawyer. So if someone was looking at status for whatever reason in the court to say, okay, well, this lady's a single mother that basically is bankrolled by her stepfather. Well, you couldn't really use that anymore because these other women coming out against him were what others would deem to be more professional or whatever they you want to say. And to make things even worse, if they could get worse, um, one of the women that came out was actually his cousin Michael's girlfriend. She said that he like came on to her when she was staying with the Kennedys one night and it was a whole, it's awful, whole thing. Um, but for whatever reason, the court wouldn't allow them to testify against him. Another thing that was super weird is the judge seemed really partial to the Kennedy mystique. Like, she would introduce and greet them when they walked in the courtroom. It was, it was clear that she was a fan. So the family definitely played on their public appeal a lot. So many of them made appearances for Willie. And other than the courtroom, you really couldn't find any of them anywhere except for church. So they would go to the courtroom or to church, and then they would stay home the rest of the time. They were really working the publicity super well. Many of them even stood behind him and made statements about how great he was, and that included Eunice and Sergeant Shriver, Ted Kennedy, even JFK Jr. And this is this is rough. This is interesting. Um, JFK Jr. participated not because he wanted to. Jackie actually wanted him to stay as far away and completely out of the entire thing as possible. And he really did too. But apparently, a family member blackmailed him by saying, if you don't show up for Willie, we're going to leak damaging information about you to the press. So JFK Jr. even told a friend that he really didn't want to be around it at all. And that the family knew of Willie's, in quote, problems. And should have done something about it way sooner than they did. But they never did. And by problems meaning raping women. So, oh my gosh. Also, want to mention, Patricia was super private, like I said before, but like so private that she even made them cover her face with a huge gray dot on television through the trial. So many people really didn't even get to see her reactions whatsoever, just would hear her voice and her tears and things like that. But it was really hard for people watching to connect with her because she did cover her face, which I totally understand why she did, of course, but I just had to point that out. So I'm actually going to drop an audio clip of her on the stand here just so you can hear her voice and stuff. Uh, He had me on the ground, and I was trying to get out from underneath of him because he was crushing me. And he had my arm hit, and I was yelling, no, stop. Okay, so unfortunately, we have to remember that this was 1991, This was before the Me Too movement or really any movement or recognition for believing the victim at all. Many people even said she deserved what happened to her because she was out past 2 a.m. and wanting a night out. This is insane to me to hear things like this, but it's true. That's what they were saying. So I'm not going to focus on everyone that came to the stand because that would take entirely too long. But I will talk about Ted and Jean's statements. So Ted basically spun the tragedy to be his own completely. He started out by talking about how hard it was to lose Steve Smith, which was William's father, and talked about how he had lost all of his brothers and Steve was like a brother and just like kind of gushed about their family dynamic and how tragic and how terrible his losses were when he first got on the stand. Well, Steve Smith's, uh, Will's uh, father, he was uh, very special to, uh, to me, he was an extra brother really. Uh, We lost a a brother in the war. When Gene married Steve, we had another brother. And uh, when uh, Steve was gone, uh, something left all of us when we buried him. He even said how he needed to go out that night because he was having a difficult, emotional time. (laughs) He said that he would have gone out for a walk on the beach with the others, but they wanted to go to... Aw Bar. That's the name of the place. I feel weird saying it, but that was really the name. He painted a very innocent night where he didn't know Willie's whereabouts when he got back to the house, but never heard a peep or a scream of any kind. Now, I can't really fault the guy for not knowing Willie's whereabouts if he really didn't, because, I mean, Willie was 30. It's not like he was some kid that he had to keep track of, but it it just was worth mentioning that he says he didn't hear anything at all. No screams, no nothing, and apparently, according to Patricia, she definitely was screaming and calling for help and everything that you would do in that situation so either ted really didn't hear anything or he heard it and just ignored it or was asleep i don't know but that's what he said so Ted ended up winning so much sympathy for the entire thing that everyone just felt terrible for him instead of really focusing on what mattered with the whole thing. And unfortunately, Patricia's lawyer didn't really ask him many probing questions at all, which could have been pretty embarrassing for him if she had, considering it was basically proven that that night at the house he was just walking around with a shirt and no pants on. I don't know if she didn't want to probe or embarrass because he was obviously a senator at the time or if she was a fan of his, I'm not sure, but she definitely didn't ask the things that she could have on the stand. So Jean was questioned after that, but basically her entire questioning was about who her siblings were, her husband, and how long their marriage was, and how wonderful it was, and her admirable work with her foundation that she founded, Very Special Arts, and that was kind of it. So now we're getting to William's statements. Okay, so he says that she hit on him at the bar. They go back to the house, kiss, decide to go to the beach, have sex, go back up to the pool, have sex again. But he says it's because Patricia was kind of forceful about it and she was the one that started that. To which he accidentally calls her the wrong name, according to him, and she gets pissed, according to him, and she slaps him. So then he says that he said to her, don't worry about what happened, I was careful, To which she allegedly replies, you should be worried, you raped me. Which was very different than the statement that she said, he said, which was, I did not and no one would believe you anyway. So it's just very conflicting, obviously, on both sides. I'll drop an audio clip here for you to hear his voice and a little bit of his demeanor as well. I've searched myself every night since March 29th to try to find out why Patty would make an allegation against me that's not true, that's going to destroy my family, destroy my career, possibly send me to jail for 15 years. I don't know why she would do that. I don't understand why anyone would do that. So all in all, Williams says he didn't know why she went to the police in the first place. The jury leaves, deliberates for literally only 77 minutes. So on December 11th, 1991... William was found not guilty of any charges, dodging what could have been a 15-year jail sentence and went on to become a doctor in New Mexico. So this entire case is honestly just so crazy to me and so sad. I I believe it would have played out completely differently had it occurred now versus then. Uh, Do I think... He did it based on the evidence from the case? Absolutely. But that's my personal opinion, though. Please form your own from any personal research that you do, of course. So thankfully, our culture has shifted to believing the victims more and performing a more fair trial, in my opinion, no matter your social status or celebrity. Now, please don't get me wrong from covering this story. I love the Kennedys as a whole, as you all know. I truly, truly do. But this is a really brutal, really sad and terrible story that had to be shared as part of their history. I think this is part of what makes the Kennedys so intriguing for us all. And why we have a transcending interest in them. The good, the bad, and the ugly of them as a whole. This one, of course, being both very bad and very ugly. So anyway, that's what I've got. That was the trial of William Kennedy Smith. I hope you enjoyed this episode or learned something new. If you did, DM me. Let me know your thoughts on the case. And... If you don't agree with what I said or that I side with Patricia and you side with William or whatever, I'd love for you to message me and let's let's chat about it. I I love to talk with you guys and discuss different Kennedy topics with you. Don't forget to download, rate, and subscribe per usual. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at KennedyDynasty and also check out my Amazon shop in my link in my bio. I've got tons of recommendations there, and that would be awesome if you would use my links to purchase some books and films and all kinds of things. Also, I have a clothing shop on Spreadshirt that is also in the link in my bio. Go get some awesome Kennedy merch. Fall's coming up. I've got some great hoodies on there. You want to check them out. I will talk to you guys next week. Kennedy just